0: Have you ever thought what Yahshua or Jesus Christ teach about tithing? Some Christians tithe, some Christians don't. Some pastors teach that we should tithe, while others teach that it is a thing of the past. While all of us might have our own opinion, the most important answer should come straight from the Word of God. That's why today we are going to study what Jesus, or properly known as Yahshua the Messiah, teaches about tithing. Stick around and by the end of this presentation, I'll give you a free booklet that would dramatically open your understanding to God's truth. So, are you ready? If yes, then let's proceed. Hi, my name is Joshua Infantado, the founder of Becoming Christians Academy, the best online course for you if you want to become a zealous and faithful servant of God. Today, we are going to talk about Christ and His teaching about tithing. Christians are divided to their opinion when it comes to tithing. Some believe that it is an important principle that every Christian should practice. Others believe that it is obsolete and so we are free from tithing and we can simply decide how much we can give. So, what did Jesus really teach about tithing? Before we go to the human life of Yahshua, We need to see what he thinks about tithing in the Old Testament. Let's read Genesis 14, verses 18 to 20. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God Most High. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him... Tithe of all. It is worth noting that the first measure of tithing in the Bible is in the incident where Abraham gave tithes to Melchizedek. As you can see, this proves something that most people would like to ignore. The law of tithing and its principles weren't enforced when the Israelites came into the picture. They would say, oh, tithing? Nah, they are just for Israel. Yet, we can see here that Abraham gave tithes and he isn't an Israelite. This law has long been in effect before the nation of Israel appeared. If tithing was practiced by righteous Abraham, then it follows that it is also practiced by other servants of God. Therefore, don't think that tithing is only for the nation of Israel. As we can see, tithing is already practiced long before they become into existence. However, you might ask, what's the connection of Melchizedek to what Jesus has to say about tithing? The key here is to know who Melchizedek is. Thankfully, his real identity is revealed in Hebrews 7 verse 1 to 3. We read, For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being translated king of righteousness and then also king of salem meaning king of peace without father without mother without genealogy having neither beginning of days nor end of life but made like the son of god remains a priest continually as you can read all the descriptions of melchizedek can't be applied to any human being therefore Melchizedek is no other than one of the members of the Gad family, Yahshua the Messiah, or popularly known as Jesus Christ. Now, I won't go any further in discussing Melchizedek's identity as this can be a huge topic, but I plan to create a different content dedicated to fully explaining his identity in the future. But for now, as you can see, Melchizedek and Christ are one and the same. With this in mind, we can prove that even before his human existence, Jesus supported and upheld the law and principle of tithing. Now let's go to the New Testament. There's one situation in Yahshua's life when he was reprimanding the Pharisees about their hypocrisy. The story is found in Matthew 23. But in verse 23 we read, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. This you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. In this verse, we could read how Christ was telling the scribes and Pharisees that they should have not neglected justice, mercy and faith, or the weightier matters of the law. However, Did Jesus say that would be enough? Is it enough to simply take care of the waiter matters of the law? Obviously, no, as we can read what Yahshua said. This, which is referring to the waiter matters of the law, you ought to have done without leaving the others, which also refers to tithing, undone. In this verse, we can conclude that indeed Christ upholds the law of tithing. Some think that Yahshua came to abolish the law, but far from it. We can read in Matthew 5, verse 17 to 18. Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For assuredly, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Yahshua made it a point that he didn't come to do away with the law, and that includes the tithing principle. If you see heaven and earth are still existing, then the law is still there. Now, here's a warning to those people who are breaking the laws of God and even teach others to do the same. We read in Matthew 5 verse 19, Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. That is verse nineteen. As you can see, Yahshua didn't come to get rid of tithing and the law of God. In fact, based on Matthew five, he even promoted and upheld it. One of the most common arguments people use against tithing is Matthew 17 verse 24 to 27. However, does this verse prove Jesus didn't pay tithe? Let's read this passage first. When they had come to Capernaum, those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said, does your teacher not pay the temple tax? He said, yes. And when he had come to the house, Yahshua anticipated him saying, what do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes? From their sons or from strangers? Peter said to him, From strangers. Yeshua said to him, Then the sons are free. Nevertheless, lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook, and take the fish that comes out first. And when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and you. By reading this verse, some concluded that Peter worked by fishing. Since Peter was fishing and he got a piece of money or gold coin in the fish's mouth, people concluded that he earned an income. Since a record didn't show that Peter deducted a tithe from the gold coin, then it is therefore concluded that Yahshua, and his disciples didn't pay tithe. But is this really the case? The problem with so many people today is that they are willing to ignore a lot of scriptures supporting tithing and will only focus on what they think will support their belief. So, let's examine. First of all, Matthew 17 verse 24 to 27 is not about tithing. Nowhere can you read tithing in these verses. The issue is about giving temple taxes and not tithing. At this point in time, let us remember that Peter and the other disciples stopped being fishermen. They forsook everything and followed their master, Yeshua. Fishing isn't the livelihood of disciples anymore. Second point, Please consider that the money that Peter found was purely intended for the tax. It is not an income anymore. The money is exactly for the tax, no more and no less. It was divinely reserved in advance for this very purpose. This money is not for Yahshua or the disciples to keep, but to give as tax. Thus, it was given immediately for tax, and no tithe needs to be taken from it. Later, we will read in Matthew 22, verse 21. Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. Do you see the teaching of Christ here? In this verse, Jesus was saying that we should pay taxes, but we must also render to God what belongs to Him. Do you know what belongs to God? Our tithes and offerings. That's the truth. We must give our tithes to God because it is holy. It is not for us to decide how to spend our tithe. It is God's and must therefore be given back to Him. Jesus Christ or Yahshua was a carpenter and they have a family business. In truth, Yahshua had spent more years being a businessman compared to his three and a half years of ministry. That's something interesting to take note of. In those years, it is not difficult to imagine that Yahshua set aside money as tithe. So when he finally needed to start his ministry, he had money to spend. He doesn't need to work anymore as he already saved enough money to last him his ministry. In the same way, how do you think the work of God is done in today's world? The church can't simply rely on donations in alms. No, that's why God ordained tithing to support His work and have His gospel preached throughout the world. And that's the importance of tithing today. As we have seen, Yahshua thought that we should still tithe in this modern world. Remember, God owns everything. And those who follow His commands are given a sure promise that they will still be blessed. You can be part of the most important work on the face of the earth, which is the preaching of the gospel. And you can do that through tithes and offering. Isn't this the best investment of your money you can ever make? I hope you learned a lot from this presentation. And as I mentioned earlier, I want to help you further by offering you a free booklet entitled, The Power of Tithing, 10 Compelling Reasons You Should Tithe Today. In this booklet, I have explained what tithing is, how it works, and the blessing that comes from tithing, and how it helps us become closer to God, and why you should tithe today. I hope you don't miss this golden opportunity to learn more about God's will and purpose for you, and I have included the download link in the description box. Well, friends, that's it for me. Again, I'm Joshua of Becoming Christians Academy. I hope and pray for God's blessings to be upon you. See you next time.